Welcome to Hope Anchors. I'm Sean. And I'm Johnny. And together we want to share the hope that anchors the very core of who we are to all that Jesus is. Hebrews 6.19 says we have this hope as an anchor for the soul, firm and secure. Amen. All righty. Here we go, Johnny. I, as I was laying out this series, oddly enough, this is the one that I was most excited about because as it ended and where it ended, I'm going to give you a little bit of timing. I know that uh, we, we try to make these as timeless as possible. But when I read one tiny little verse that ends Paul's letter, I got really excited because it landed on the first Sunday of Advent. Yeah. Now, Advent is a time where we celebrate Jesus appearing, but then we also anticipate his second appearance, his second coming, which is still to come. But there is something in this that that I got really excited about when I read this and I thought, oh, this is kind of fun. And then I thought, oh, this is big, which. So let, let's just uh, recap here. So okay. we are, we're still in our series to live is Christ. Yep. We've been looking through Paul's letters or Paul's letter uh, written to the Philippians um, or to the people of Philippi, which is the Philippians. This whole fourth chapter, you know, we're in the fourth chapter. And uh, last week we didn't say this, but I just loved the fact that where we left this, Paul writes in uh, what, which is verse 20. uh, Now all glory to God, our father forever and ever. Amen. Mm -hmm. But that wasn't the end of the fourth (laughs) chapter because he continued on. And this is where we're going to be bridging uh, the end of the fourth chapter of Paul's writing into the Advent season. Mm-hmm. And, and our Advent season, you you called this. Uh, oh, uh, oh, this, this is, is big. big. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, this is, this is big. big because of something that Paul writes in the final three verses uh, of this. Uh, I mean, yeah. it's almost like this is like the P.S. Mm. You know, when you wrote letters back in the day and you wrote, you know, love Johnny. P.S. Yeah. And this is like the P.S. part of his letter. And it's kind of funny because this is like, oh, wow. No wonder this leads right into Advent because it's exactly what the whole point of Advent and the whole point of the, the birth of Christ is about is what's being said right here. Mm-hmm. And I think there are two big things that come out of this for me. One is that there, there's no wasted experience. You know, what you are going through right now, it could be that it feels so out of bounds in terms of God's will. You know, maybe it, maybe you're feeling some kind of sickness and pain. Maybe uh, somebody else around you is, you know, maybe you've had a, a variety of situations where you're like going, okay, what, what in the world was the purpose of that? Well, Paul is an example for us in all the craziness, all the pain, torture, imprisonments, sicknesses that he went through and what it actually did in order to advance the message of Jesus. Hmm. But then another thing that I love about this is that um, there is no one beyond the realm of God's influence. I know that there are people in our lives, you know, we like to talk about who's your one. I know that there are people in our lives when we think about who is that one, you might be thinking, oh, well, that one would never <laughs> want a relationship with Jesus. That one 
would never step through the doors of the church. In fact, they always joke that if that if they step through the doors of the church, that lightning would strike or that the, that the walls would fall the in. Or fall the wall, yeah. Uh, but there is no one beyond the realm of God's reach. So we, we come to this, this, the end, the end of to live as Christ, but the beginning of, oh, this is big. And this is, this is why this is big. We come to the end of this letter and, and he's got one last request. He says, greet all of God's people in Christ Jesus. He is, he's writing this letter to, to his friends in Philippi. Hey, you know, I, I know you're reading this letter. I want you to greet everyone that I know who's living in Jesus. They're living for Jesus. These are brothers and sisters, you know, and the, and the brothers and sisters who are with me here in Rome, they send their greetings. All God's people here send you greetings especially those who belong to Caesar's household. Friends, that's huge. That's big. What Paul is saying here is that there are people within Caesar's household. There are people related to Caesar himself who no longer see Caesar as Lord. They see Jesus as Lord. Hmm. That's huge. (laughs) That there is no one beyond the realm of God's influence. And Paul has seen that everything that has led up to this moment has allowed him to be able to have these one-on-ones with people to share the very hope that he has in Jesus with them in that one by one by one, whether it's the Roman soldier who is handcuffed to him for hours and hours on end until the next Roman soldier comes and he's handcuffed to him for hours and hours on on hand, or somehow, some way, there are people, there are people who are related to Caesar himself who are now followers of Jesus because of Paul and what happened to him, how he's been arrested, how he had been beaten, how he had been tested and tried, and now... He, one by one, has won, W-O-N, over another one, O-N-E. Yeah. That there are now people within Caesar's household who now know Jesus Christ. They, they care so much about the people of Philippi that they say, hey, we know that you're writing them. Can you please let them know how much we're thinking about them? We're praying about them. We love them. We care for them. And we're so grateful to God for them. I, I I just love the fact when you you even talk about this. It's not that he went that that he went and preached to thousands upon thousands. Right. I mean, he's in prison. He doesn't have thousands upon thousands. Hmm. The prison doors open up one night, and the guard wants you know the the head guard wants to kill himself. He goes, no, no, we're still right here. Yeah, it's that one person. You know, and like you said, he's chained to one guard and to another guard, and he just. How he shows his his strength through his gentleness. Mm. And people can see then Jesus' gentleness and his love and his grace. And people just want to want more of that. Mm. And how did you get that? I remember going through a, a couple of retreats and my mindset, my mind was set on pleasing God and developing that relationship. And there was people around me that saw that and they wanted some of that. Where did that come from? 
I just showed that calmness and that peacefulness and my like the chaos that was a part of my life was gone. And it wasn't anything that I did personally except open my heart to God. And and I was reaching that one more person, mm-hmm. that one more person. And it wasn't that I you know, Paul doesn't go into Caesar's house. And, and grab these people and preach in front of Caesar and, and, and the people there. Right. It's it's this message, though, that has reached them. And they're seeing that whole effect, that change in their life, that transformation of life and other people, that now it has reached inside Caesar's house. Mm-hmm. And that's the beautiful part. When we talk about who's your one, it's because that person then's going to have one. And that person's going to have one. It's the same way that somehow, some way, this podcast gets shared into 180 different cities in the United States, how it has reached, you know, 13 different countries. It's not something that you and I are doing, Johnny. It's something that somebody else is saying, hey, you need to hear this message. Hey, you need to hear what Johnny and Sean are saying. Hey, this is how we're going to get into Caesar's house is because I see what changes it's made in you. You know, how did you get that? Mm -hmm. Oh, I want some of that. And I love that. I mean, and he's just saying, hey, if you just greet people with the love of Christ, hey, we started this whole chapter out. And what does he say? How does he open up the whole chapter? Peace and grace be with you. Mm. If we start all of our conversations and say, hey, Johnny, Grace and peace be with you. So let's um, let's give you some some of the big picture here and why this is so prominent in our Advent series. But you've got um, Caesar Augustus, who's one of the one uh, one of the prominent figures in the New Testament, and uh, he was the grand nephew of Julius Caesar. Augustus was called Caesar by the Roman Senate in 27 BC, and kind of given a name and a title that made him be seen as as kind of a god on earth that he's he's this you know human god that that uh, were to you know bow before and that you know caesar is lord that whole kind of thing and and so there was uh but caesar uh augustus not only he's not only the one who plays a role in this but uh tiberius caesar as well and so you know you have these caesars you have this family and this family line of men who see themselves as God on earth and at times fighting for that authority and that prominence and, you know, to be that, to be in a sense worshiped uh, by those who follow, follow them and who are under them. And yet you've got in the gospels, especially in the beginning of the, of, you know, the gospel of Luke, where it simply talks about how God became man and that, you know, here, was this family line who continued to fight against this God who became man because they wanted to be men who were seen as gods. And the way in which God reaches into the household of Caesar is through Paul, where Paul isn't just born a Jew, he's actually born a Roman citizen. And so at one point, as he is being... uh, tried and beaten he says listen is it is it legal for you to do this to a roman citizen and then they're freaking out they're like oh no 
you know, you're a Roman citizen and they realize, you know, the issue that they've got with that, that they're um, trying him illegally. But because of Paul's rights as a Roman citizen, as he is being arrested and, and beaten and the Jews want to bring him back to Jerusalem for trial, he says, no, I appeal to Caesar, which is one of the things, one of the rights that he has as a citizen of Rome. Essentially, he has the right to go in front of the Supreme Court for them to hear his case. He has the right as a Roman citizen for Caesar to hear his case. And so, you know, you have this incredible journey towards the tail end of Acts where this is, you know, Paul ends up in Rome. And because of his situation, as Paul said in the beginning of Philippians, everyone there in Rome knows that I am in chains for Christ. Things just don't happen (laughs) because just out of randomness. They don't just happen because, uh, you know what, it's just the, the luck of the draw. You you know who Saul was, mm-hmm. and now, you know, Jesus, you know, when he first meets Saul in Damascus, and he says, why are you persecuting me? Mm-hmm. The whole idea of a life being transformed, I mean, go, go to... Ask that question, why Saul? Of all people, why Saul? Well, you know what? Because he was a Roman citizen. How else was he going to get into Caesar's household? He has dual citizenship. My my father-in-law, Roger, was born in Canada, and, and for the longest time he had dual citizenship in Canada and in the United States. Paul has dual citizenship as an Israelite and as a Roman. He's also bilingual. There are people who are very surprised when he starts to speak in their their own native tongue because they think that, you know, he can only speak to the Jews when he, in fact, can speak um, to uh, the Romans. He speaks to Romans. He speaks to Jews. He speaks to anyone he can in their native language about Jesus. But but I'm... which is great, but here Jesus is going to, he knows exactly how he can get into Caesar's household. Mm-hmm. And Paul has to be the obedient servant and do what God is asking him to do for this to even happen. Mm-hmm. It's not like, I mean, I, I just find this so fascinating that he goes, hey, you know what? Here's somebody that has, not only has he been persecuting me, and we're just going to try to figure out what this is all about, and here we go, and we're going to transform his life. But as as long as Paul stays obedient throughout his, if you go back and you start reading all of Paul's letters, not just here in, in the book of Philippians, but go back to understand Paul's whole travels, go into Acts and go into uh, everything else that he has written. And you're going to find this whole story that leads into a single person talking to individuals along the way, even into the people in Philippi, in, in Philippi how this has just started in next to the river mm-hmm. where he sees a, a woman praying and he has, starts a conversation. One person starts to pray, has this conversation, and how that has all of a sudden led us all the way to Rome Mm -hmm. to where, you know, this person that has this dual citizenship and goes, hey, why are you treating me like this? I request an audience with Caesar. Mm -hmm. 
And we're talking about how Jesus knew exactly what he does. Jesus knows exactly who I can reach Mm -hmm. and why my story can be so impactful to somebody else. He just needs me to be obedient and to share that story. Mm-hmm. And the stories that we share through this podcast, how it is reaching out. And we have no idea. Mm-hmm. We don't know whose household we're getting into. But yet here, Paul's, you know, you, you know it's I, the I, people in Caesar's household. How does he even figure out how that even happens? I mean, I'm looking at this even today for and I see the story and I knew this, but it was like, still, how did that even happen? Mm. If you look at the beginning of Paul's life, that this is where it was going to go. It's kind of mind boggling and exciting to think that, that Jesus chooses you. He chooses the experiences that you've been through in order to impact someone else's life. Um, just this morning after you had posted on Facebook that, um, uh, about our podcast where you were sharing uh, some of uh, what brought a lot of anxiety in your life. Even before I could make a comment, I saw th- the likes and, and, and not just, it wasn't about the numbers. It was about a, a person, but there was someone who liked your post, a post that you tagged me in. And this is someone that I've known since high school. Mm. And it's just, I don't, I don't know if she'll, listen to the podcast. Maybe, maybe that'd be awesome. Uh, but it really absolutely amazes me that God could take a couple buddies who are recording their interactions with Jesus and the scriptures and the one person that it might make an impact on. And I would imagine that we talked last week about a sense of contentment and a sense of drive. Paul had both, but just the drive to reach the one more, but also the contentment, that sense of satisfaction and peacefulness that God's going to use whatever we go through in order to impact other people's lives. It's just, it's, it's mind boggling. It's really pretty amazing. So yes, when we go, Oh, this is big. Yeah. It is big. It is big. It, we're, we're talking about the birth of Christ that is God's son, God in the flesh coming here. And we're preparing for this Advent season for this whole purpose because of the impact that it's going to have in our lives today. But how this even reached into a person's household who people had to reveal or had to look at as a God. Mm. And now they're going, oh, that's just a person. Here's God. Mm. Here is who we are now going to pray to and who we are going to listen to and obey. And it's just, it is. This whole thing, preparing for the birth of Christ is a big deal. But understand why it is such a big deal and where that impact really comes from and and who it's going to impact. And it's just, it is, it is totally mind boggling that he uses a person that he just for some reason, he knows exactly why he chose Saul to accomplish this. He knows exactly why he chose you and I a year and a half ago to get together and do this little podcast 
Because there is somebody out there, and we have no idea who it is, that's being affected by this. Mm -hmm. And it's all because we have somebody prepared for the birth of this little baby that was Jesus. Mm -hmm. Friends, we just want to encourage you that no matter what you're going through right now, it's not a waste. God hasn't put you through this in order to do something with it, but he can do something with what you're going through. Paul is a prime example of that. And Sean and I can both point to situations that we've been in and experiences that we've been in, sometimes incredibly painful, mm. whether it's physically, emotionally, mentally, whatever you want to, whatever, whatever. But it's because of those experiences that maybe we can speak into someone's life. And there's no wasteful experience. God can redeem whatever you have been through to make an impact on someone else's life or even just simply te- teach you something about him that you can glorify and rejoice in. Um, but then also realize that there are people in our lives where we think, yeah, there's no way they would want anything to do with God. And yet we have in this little letter from Paul, a prime example that even Caesar's household wasn't safe yeah. from, from yeah. the reach and, of and, Jesus. And you're never too old. Right. Um, you know, just a few weeks back, I had the honor and the privilege to go to a baptism of a man that's in his 60s. Mm. And we took a picture together, and he held a sign that said, it's never too late. Nice. And it's not. No. And that's the whole point. I mean, it's. You know, we're, we're talking about this, and it's it's so beautiful that you wonder how this all happened and why this all happened. And these are part of the secrets that Paul reveals about his con, you know being content. Uh, you know, what's that drive? It, and you read these stories, and you see this it play out in today's day, hmm. in today's time. And this is a big deal. I can't, I can't overemphasize how, oh, this is a big deal. Hmm. Because I don't want our listeners, because I don't want me, I, I don't want to just go through the motion of it's another Advent season. Yeah. How many times have we done that in our life? There is a reason for the season, and it's not just a catchy phrase. You really need to take a hard look at who you are, what you're going through. I mean, and if you're having a bad day, you're having a hard time, you know, we've always told you to reach out to us, hopeanchors154 gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. We'll talk with you. Uh, If you live here in the Indianapolis area, love to have a cup of coffee with you Mm -hmm. just to talk. If you just want to hear something, um, our church is Hope Covenant Church here in Indianapolis, Indiana. We sit on the corner of Spring Mill and 86th Street. Uh, services at 1030 on Sunday mornings. Eastern Just Standard Time. Eastern Standard Time. You can watch us on Facebook Live if you do that, or you can get onto our our uh, Hope Church. Yeah, hopeindy.net. You know, and, and then go to uh, Facebook where you can find us at Hope Church Indy. So it's just there's many ways to reach out to us. Uh, if you're going through anything and you just want to talk and you want to know what, where we get our joy from, mm-hmm. I mean, by all means, I mean, reach out to us. And we really pray that you find other people around you that you can connect with, 
share God's message with. Um, if you do like this podcast, share it with other people. If you, cause it's not just a podcast that we put on, uh, Hope Anchors podcast site. We also put the Sunday message on. Mm-hmm. And there's days where, you know what, that Sunday message is totally different than the, the conversation that Johnny and I have. Mm-hmm. And that's the whole point though, is we'd love to talk about things. And, but there's sometimes God says, Hey, I've got something else for you to talk about today. <laughs> so, you know, by all means, it's, it is a big deal what we're getting ready to watch and get into. And I am so grateful, Johnny. I, I said this last week that we need to, I need to do a better job of thanking people. But uh, thank you once again for taking us through the book of Philippians. And it is kind of interesting. It's it's taken us 13 weeks, mm-hmm. uh, you know, because we have the 12 apostles plus there's Jesus, which gives us 13. Lucky and, number 13. You know, lucky number 13. And then we have Paul, who sits on the outside that has done so many wonderful things for us. But uh, it's been a fun 13 weeks, a fun four chapters to go through Paul's writings here. So, <laughs> um, because I mean, I'm sure you're going to go through all different parts of the Bible. Yeah, and, we'll be in Isaiah, we'll be in Malachi, we'll be in the Gospel of John and the Gospel of Luke to uh, kind of unpack this whole series. Oh, this is big. But thank you so much for listening to Hope Anchors. The Apostle Paul wrote in Romans 15:4 for everything that was written in the past was written to teach us so that through the endurance taught in the scriptures and the encouragement they provide, we might have hope. And you know, I'm just going to say it this way. As Paul writes, you know, may the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with you Mm. in your spirit. And folks, if that doesn't give you uh, a purpose, something that we've always been trying to do is to give you something to anchor your hope to. So please don't give up. Keep looking up and keep hope alive.